0: Hi and welcome or welcome back to the Ravioli Podcast. On this episode, I'll be navigating through my marketing path, my marketing experience, why I decided to study marketing in the first place for my master. Because for the new listeners or the ones that don't remember, my bachelor degree was in languages and business relations. So... I had some hints of marketing. I had two subjects related to the marketing field, but it was not like fully dedicated to marketing and what areas of marketing can I work with when then I have to go and enter the job market. But mainly I'm going to talk about what made me choose marketing for the master, if I enjoy it, if I like what. It's my general idea. And then at the end, we are going to have a small talk with one of my marketing professors. He was one who made me realize that marketing was a field I wanted to focus after the degree, because the master usually it's something that you choose because you want to know more in depth one of the areas of your studies. He was definitely crucial. For me to make that decision, first things first, I started my college era when I was 18 and it was 2019 and I chose languages and business relations at University of Aveiro. For you to have a general idea, we had languages as in Portuguese and English, those ones were mandatory, and English for the entire degree, Portuguese was just the first year, and then um, we had to choose either, we had to choose one European language and one Asian language, so I ended up choosing Spanish and Chinese, but you can also choose French or German, and... Arabic and Russian um yeah if I was going to predict my future of course or at least probably I would have chosen German because now it would be so useful you know because I have to take I have to start taking classes or at least I have to start taking it seriously even if I don't pay for classes I have to take it seriously so I can google and watch free lessons online because I think it's like also a sign of respect for the culture since I'm living in Berlin at the moment. I decided to go to that bachelor, I don't even know why. In high school I followed the area of humanities and history, you know, besides and history And the other option was like mathematics, science, or design and arts, or whatever. And in Portugal, we can make that choice. And it's like the same, you know, it's high school, different plans, different programs. So when it, I remember it was like, I don't know, January, February of my last year of high school, my senior year. as they say in the US and um and I was like, okay, I have to start figuring out what I'm going to follow because I don't feel that a lot of people like a lot of my classmates at that time were really worried at the beginning of the year. So I was like, is this normal? Because I know we have to apply I don't know where like In May or something to universities. So I was like, I should start googling. And I had no idea I was going to choose this bachelor because it's not like a famous, you know, it's not like law, medicine, teaching, engineering. So it's like, more specific. Or if I'm talking regarding the area, it's not like management or economics. No, it was like, more specific you know like languages and business relations so I even I have no idea that it even existed you know like it's not a thought that crosses my mind when I have no idea and no vocabulary on no vocabulary on that area so I was just googling and I remember that I also searched what subjects do I had to take if I went to that course and it's really it really caught my eye I remember also that I didn't want to stay in my hometown but the other options with that degree were far away and not like really known you know like well-known universities or at least like prestigious not that mine is super prestigious but I don't know I made a list of pros and cons and I thought at the time that the best decision was to stay and I think I did great you know like I think it was a good decision also uh, as I said like I started in 2019 so in like the second semester of my first year we were in lockdown so it was shit and I spent I don't know half of my degree at home so I guess it was not worth it to go to another city because if off of it I'm staying at home might as well just stay at my place you know so you know the universe knows what it's doing during my degree I already mentioned the languages we had and also we had other subjects related to the business part of the course which were management, economics, organizational behavior, HR, marketing, marketing management, um, services management, you know, like a lot of things. Some were mandatory, others were uh, optional. And through the degree, also the languages, they are applied to the business field. So imagine I was taking English all the time, But I was learning how to negotiate in a company or CV things or adapt a product to a certain market, like the rules, what do we have to take in consideration. And the same to Spanish, same to Chinese. Like my first marketing subject was on the second year of my degree. It was called Introduction to Marketing and it was not hardcore pandemic at that time, but it was still not like now. So I remember it was kind of weird because some of the classes were on site, some were remote. So I don't know if it helped or not, but I don't know. And I think professors, they take a big part in our education and in our future. So I'm probably also owe that owe that to them I probably I also probably owe that to them but I guess the professors that I had in introduction to uh, introduction to marketing were also good and interesting and motivation and they motivated me liking the subject they explained the con as well and they knew what they were doing you know because something that really pisses me off in college and, like, the academic world is... I know there are so many people that are keen on the their areas of study and, like, professors that they are... They know so many things, you know? Like, because they also have the investigation part of the job, not only the teaching. And I know that they have a lot of things going on in their brain. the thing is, like, not everyone that knows a lot about a certain thing is able to teach you know like you can be an expert in something but you cannot but sometimes you don't have the capabilities and you know like the soft skills to teach someone so I found some you know, professors at university, I could see they knew what they were talking about, but like they had no clue how to teach someone, you know, they just stopped caring about the subject. I had introduction to marketing, and I loved it so much. I found it so interesting. And like, I think my first thought when I started getting in touch with the marketing field was, oh my god, now I understand so many things behind advertisements and like campaigns and everything so i remember since i was more at home i w- i used to watch the news a lot and also because of the covid news were always on the tv and i remembered really paying attention to ads and other stuff like are you fooling me you know like are you tricking me into buying that of course and I will buy it because I'm influenced by it but you know like I my first thought was like this makes so much sense and it's so interesting because like the games behind it and how big it is nowadays like it's everywhere literally everywhere it doesn't have to be commercial marketing it can be social marketing can be like institutional, political, like so many different ways to incorporate marketing into our daily lives. And I just started noticing a lot of things that surrounded me. And I think that was the first impression, like my first impression of marketing. And maybe that's why that was like the trigger that made me like, you know, just observated and like okay I'll save this for later maybe maybe but it was still too new too new and then on my third year of college of the bachelor I had on my last semester of college for the bachelor we had a lot of optional subjects like literally I think I never like we My friends and I, we've never had the same schedule on that semester because there were so many optional subjects that we all chose different things eventually, like just one or two, but it would already make the difference. I remember there were like three options, which was like innovation, marketing management, service management, and communication, I don't know, it was something like that, and I don't I as again like I already had like a tendency to marketing so I was kinda the only one that was going to choose marketing management. They were all saying like, Oh no, that would be like so difficult. I will like I had some friends that they went to innovation because they were really like their goal was to open a business and like of course I respect that, you know, like fair enough. Uh, I've never had that idea in fact like it was not something like at least now it's not a goal or like an achievement I want to uh, meet or something like I've never had the entrepreneur side of me coming but some of others that they were just like okay I don't know what to choose they were like oh that's going to be so difficult it's not that interesting so basically on my class we were just like five people out of the entire degree and just two of them were my friends the others were like people from my degree but you know I just talked to them they were not really my (laughs) friends now this is the thing now I decided then to go for marketing management it it was just only one semester the last semester of my life of the bachelor and I remember this was the subject of the professor that I had a talk that I was I'm going to include on this episode but before we go into that I remember I went to the first class of course and you know like this professor besides teaching he's also like connected with companies and he knows like also the business side of things and he's like he's the type of professor that I envision for a college professor but I don't know if also depends on university because now on the master I had much more professors like that than on the bachelor I don't know what happened but like um yeah, like the way of teaching and the materials he used and like, you know, how he would like explain things was much more adult than the others. So sometimes I felt like I was still in high school in some subjects. And first class, he started like blah, 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 saying what was the program for that semester and like, I think we started already like learning some things because sometimes on the first class professors just decide like, okay, I'm just going to explain the background of this subject and that's it, you can go. But I think we also, we already talked about something. I don't really recall, but whatever. And he was like giving us Ah, he was like also sharing where the materials were that we we're going to use for classes. And I think he showed some of the materials and he started talking and I was like, oh my God, like I'm so lost. I already I already regret choosing this subject. This is the first class and I'm not understanding anything. So imagine like if we go further, what, what did I do? <laughs> and my friends were like, we looked into each other and we were like yeah we are in the same page and that's not good at all but let's see you know like we we can change but let's see you know why again this was the universe and i went to the other classes and basically he used to give he, he used to give us like a lot of case studies during classes like real case studies I had, (laughs) the first one is I understood nothing. And he also gave us like a lot of articles to read. And I was like, oh my God, now this is getting excited. Like as soon as I got like, got on track, I think like first two weeks I was really lost and I was kind of feeling not motivated and I was feeling sad because again, it was, I had my first experience with marketing and it was, it was really positive positive and i thought it would be like kind of the same or at least you know i would have a hint of the same feeling but i wasn't having that but then i started like getting the pace of you know like i started getting the pace of the classes and i i think it's like everything it's just a matter of you getting used to the professor and like Getting used to the logistics, and we are versatile. So, if you're willing to do it, you can do it. And I started seeing like changing the mindset, and I started realizing that it was actually so fulfilling and also like challenging, you know, because I like those types of classes that are challenging and make you like question. And then when you can answer that same question, it's like, whoa, so rewarding, even if you don't say it out loud, you know, because you cannot always be the one answering. But even for yourself, it's like, oh, my God, like, actually, maybe I'm a little good in this. And maybe I can develop my skills on this field more. And as I already told you, This was last semester, so we were like in February, March, April. And of course, I already, of course, I had to start looking into master options. Not of course, as in everyone has to go for a master, but of course, because I already had made the decision that I wanted to go to a master. So girl, if you have decided now, you have to start looking. And I was like, oh my God, not again, you know, like I knew it, was, it, had, it had been three years since I looked for the bachelor, but still it's like, I know the struggle and I know like there's so many factors to look into, not only what master, but like where, how much, what are the subjects, do they align, do they make sense to me, you know, like so many things. I'm not as lost as I was when I looked into the bachelor so I think I already um I think I already filtered some of the options into the marketing part of the things I know I also saw other options in like more HR and things like that but and I think I also had an option of, like, management. But what I really wanted was marketing by then, you know? Like, I, my mind was like, yeah, this is it. Also, another thing that I really liked on the marketing management classes is that the professor used to, like, give real examples of things, like just talk about something that happened in his experience in the field. And I was like, okay, like now I understand, like, now I can expect what's my, what might happen, you know, and like, I don't know, when professors give real examples of things, it's like, okay, at least first you know what you're talking about, like, you're not just talking crap, and it doesn't make sense in real life, and it also makes you more engaged to the class, because they feel real, you know, like, they feel human, and relatable so that was also like a bonus point of the classes and yeah then I started making my applications for masters I took into consideration like applying for masters that would allow me to do an internship because I really didn't want to write a thesis like in worst case scenario I would But if I had the option not to, yeah, I would go for the option with just the internship. And that's what I did. I also have like an entire video talking about my master in specific on YouTube. So, And I probably already talked about it here. So like I'm not going to dive into that now also because I want to include the conversation with the professor so I don't want this episode to be too long but generally like I'm now working in the marketing field, I'm a marketing intern in Berlin in a recruitment firm and it's so fun like I've been learning so many things you know like Because, okay, you can learn a lot of things during the bachelor, during the master, they make sense. You think you can apply them and they they are like the foundation for your skills. But a lot of things that you learn to do practically are the things that you have to do then when you are in the job market, you know. And I know all of you know this because everyone say that to us. And I also add that stereotype. And it's true. You know, like, probably there's a reason why it's a stereotype. And, like, it's a preconceived idea. And I just love... Because when I love creating things, I create things for my own. Like, my personal things. Not only, like, because I've, I'm being paid or, I like, I'm getting experience. No, like, I... this This podcast. So, like, I love creating things. And... I love people engaging, for example, now at the internship. I love people like engaging with the content and like what's and trying to challenge myself like, what do customers and like our two types of clients are going to like want to see because I'm doing B2B, you know, so it's different from like if I was selling a materialistic product but i just love it you know like maybe one day i can also do just an episode talking about i don't know my internship experience since it's going to end in like a month so then i can talk about it but i don't know it's just like so fun it's like fun really like i i know i sometimes complain that i have to wake up at 5:30 but i generally I genuinely enjoy waking up because I know I'm going to be doing something that I I'm going to be doing something that I like and that it makes me broaden my horizons and yeah like I another thing that I love is like how many different areas marketing can cover that's no one sees you know because you, you see the final product you see the campaign you see the ad you see the post but you don't see anything behind it and it's just like an entire world now i'm going to include the conversation i had with now i'm going to include the conversation i had with professor but first i'm going to make a small introduction Professor Manuel Aoyong Oliveira was born and raised in London and is currently living in Porto, Portugal. Manuel has a PhD in Industrial Engineering and Management from the University of Porto and was the director of the Masters in Management at the University of Aveiro, besides being a researcher affiliated to GovCob. Manuel is an associate professor at the University of Aveiro at the moment, where he lectures various subjects linked. To management and marketing. In the past, he also had collaborations with several multinational companies, namely with Accenture, Worthington Cylinders and Watercool Europe. Hi, professor. After Hello. this small and brief summary, I would like you to introduce yourself briefly and talk a little bit about your journey until you became a professor. Your journey With marketing.
1: Okay, so I started work quite young as a translator because I was born in London and there was some demand for translations or physical uh, meetings between Portuguese people and foreigners. So while Mm -hmm. I was still a youngster, I was doing some translation work. Then I worked for Radio Nova in Porto, um, giving sports news, mainly linked to golf, which is a sport which I've been playing for many years now. then I did my graduate, my bachelor's degree in Management Information Processing Stel, in the, in a private university in Porto, Universidad de Calais. Then I did an MBA in uh, the UK at Cardiff Business School, which I really enjoyed very much. Mm-hmm. And then I had my first contact with marketing, really, which was with Professor Luis Moutinho. Oh, and yeah. Then went on, I don't know if you know, he went then from Cardiff to Glasgow and actually then he taught me also my PhD degree in the Faculty of Economic Supporter.
0: He's a great teacher, and he made a big mark on me. I did some minor work for him regarding survey uh, response collection, and very, very, very interesting the way he, he lectures in class, very captivating, very interesting. And yeah. I,
1: yeah, I worked for several organizations. Actually, my favorite job was linked to marketing with Motion Design, a company which did... Um, Physical or traditional marketing, B two B, business to business and business to consumer. Um, in the ninth, well, two thousand four, two thousand five. I was there for about a year. I really enjoyed doing the, the creative part, creating campaigns to animate, for example, um, seaside and people to do healthy activities outdoors during the summer, especially, and to write reports, um, financial reports. Perhaps doesn't seem to be too creative, but there was some creativity in creating um, interesting sections for financial reports and for websites too. So I really enjoyed that. I stayed there unfortunately for only a year then I moved on. But I've realized that marketing is really important and for all activities. And as Peter Drucker says, it's basically, as we're talking about business, it's basically innovation and marketing. Without innovation, we don't have products or services which our customers will want to buy. Without marketing, we don't know, they won't know, you know, what we have, so they won't know, you know, what they want to buy or the, whether they need it or not. Mm-hmm. So, marketing is really, 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 very important. Yes, I have a passion for marketing, if you like,
0: yeah. and for <laughs> customer customer engagement. I can see, yeah. And, actually, Professor Luis Maldini was my professor last year, so it's kind of interesting to see how small the world is, or not, because it's in the same field, so it's not that out of reach, but... Before going into marketing as in a subject, as in studying marketing, I would like to ask you, outside of teaching, what other aspects of the marketing industry are you involved in currently? Well, there's
1: an interesting article in the Journal of Marketing which says that um, marketers should also be involved in innovation. And it's not just the communication part, because if it's just the communication part, the newsletters, the websites, even um, obviously digital marketing now is very powerful. But if it's just communication of the products and services that a company does, then the marketing department is losing ground because the innovation part is also very important. And marketing should have a good input to give to the innovation aspect of an organization, whether it's process innovation, marketing innovation, product service, or, or, or even organisational innovation, the marketing department should have a say so this is more Kotler and Keller, Keller's perspective that marketing is more a holistic um, paradigm and, and discipline rather than just the communication at the end. Mm-hmm. So it is about customers, but also about the beginning of the process, deciding and helping to decide what the offering looks like and what marketing really should be involved in, which is in the, in the innovation aspect too. Even though companies are getting more and more segmented, whereby, you know, there's the innovation experts versus the marketing experts. And marketing has a lot to do with just selling the product, but it also has a lot to do with deciding what the offering is, in my
0: opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to give you some context for the listeners, uh, Professor Manuel was my professor, when i was in the bachelor a couple of years ago of marketing management one of the things i remember from the classes is that in the beginning i was kind of lost because we were we were shaped from our like college classes that they were more theoretical and when we came to your class because it was me and two other girls we were not used to study for example case studies and a more practical way of approaching and teaching. And I remember that from your classes. So one of the things I would like to ask now is how do you strike a balance between theoretical concepts and real-world applications in your teaching?
1: That's a good question, Ines. It's a challenge, it's a continuous challenge of uh, a battle, if you like, or a battalion to try and get students to pay attention and to come to class. You were one of my favourite students, obviously, because you were very assiduous and you, very, you paid a lot of attention in class and you seem to have a genuine um, interest in the subject. But to get students to come to class is, is a real battle because um, if you just come and speak about theoretical aspects, then students could just buy a book and read about it. So I try and share my experiences, which I have a lot of, what, 25, 25 years or so in industry working in different, um, different areas. I try and share my experience with, with students. Unfortunately, I've now been out of industry for about 10 years. So that means that I've missed a little bit of the digital revolution as regards marketing, because marketing is not very digital. Mm-hmm. And when I worked in marketing, it was more physical. And, you know, the websites and that side of it was yeah. just really beginning in 2000 and up to 2012, around that, 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 that date. So but it has a lot to do with reading and being um, up to date with the news and also talking to students about things which are currently in the news. about, For example, now I'm, I'm lecturing on strategy, which has a lot to do with marketing, because marketing should be strategic. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm getting students to realize that even a marketing campaign or a strategy campaign and plan has to be continuously updated and emerge during the, the year and not be something which is set and predefined and rigid. So marketing also has to be fluid and according to the times, which are actually not very difficult with, no government, or we're going to have government elections in March, and so a lot of instability. We have the war between Israel and, and Palestine or Hamas. Yeah. We have the ukraine Russia conflict. So all of this is um, very up to date, and we have to challenge students to think about why things are happening and what the future might look like. But that's it's uh, it's, it's a test, I think, of, of the teachers' ability to be able to do
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing that I remember from the classes uh, is that you usually brought guests or lectures uh, to change kind of like the dynamic of classes. So it would not be like monotonous or always the same schedule, and the same structure. And we got to do some networking also with them, like because then we exchange LinkedIn's and we get to know other people in the field and maybe have an idea what we could do in the future. So are there specific teaching methods or projects that you find particularly effective in generating enthusiasm? I think this goes with the last question as well, but I don't know if you want to complete it with yeah, other... well,
1: That's a very interesting question, Ilios. I wouldn't expect anything else from you, but I'm actually in the middle, actually towards the end of a project called Hindu. Mm-hmm. Which has to do with differentiated instruction and understanding by design. I can give you the website: designingeducation.eu. So, HTTP FS double dot slash designingeducation.eu. It's a very interesting website which has all sorts of innovative pedagogies which you can use in the classroom um, to get the to get knowledge transfer. Basically, what it is about is, is trying to get all sorts of different students, whether it just doesn't matter what cultural background they have, what country they're from, what sort of learning ability, how they like to learn. It's a question of using a mix of different uh, teaching pedagog- pedagogies to get across to the student the message which you want to communicate. So differential instruction should get, be able to reach people who would rather work alone, work in a group, watch videos, have invited speakers, do coursework to be published. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to try and interact with the students better. Mm-hmm. Understanding by design is also another method used by this Indian project, which is basically about having a big idea um, for each lecture, which students have to grasp so that they're not lost. But there are teaching methods and methodologies to increase um, knowledge transfer, yes. Mm-hmm. And also, I think something I'm, tr- I'm trying something new this semester, which is trying to do the evaluation so that students can actually learn more rather than it being a test to get a good or a bad grade. Would class would fail, but to actually solidify what they've learned during the semester in the evaluation process. Mm-hmm. That might be a bit polemic because I think grades will go up a little bit <laughs> and I think with more classic universities that might not be acceptable to have higher grades, but really I want students to learn the basic and essential concepts we've been speaking about during the semester.
0: Yeah. Since you're linked more with education now, What changes do you foresee in the future of marketing education?
1: Well, I've had some marketing experts, as you said. I had two marketing experts come into my my class last semester. And basically, ChatGPT already in May, June, was a major aspect of marketing. So one of the marketing industry industry practitioners said that she uses um, ChatGPT to do content marketing. mm -hmm. Instead Instead of having three or four people the content marketing for websites she just mm-hmm. has it done by chat gpt so that can be instead of having four people in market she can have only one for that aspect yeah. on the other hand i was in germany they're using chat gpt to do analysis of rivalry or competitors so they are able to determine the best price for their hotel and for their services using chat gpt so i think that's a real challenge artificial intelligence bringing that closer to what is being done in marketing and I think people have to understand that it's a tool. It's not the end in itself. But it still needs human interaction. And with humans plus artificial intelligence, I think the results will be better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. As I'm working in marketing now, and ChatGPT is, is, like in fact, a major tool in our tasks, And final question is what advice would you give to students aspiring to enter the field of marketing?
1: Well, I'd say try and get any sort of contact um, internship with a major marketing company. If it's a smaller marketing company, then they might need to have their e-commerce, electronic commerce done, website with secure transaction possibilities to make themselves more global, have a bigger reach for customers at my stepdaughter has been a marketing director for two companies now, and that's what she's done. She's uh, made electronic commerce a reality, and she actually gets a commission for all sales done on, on the website. So that's something I think that all, all all companies need to aim for to have electronic commerce, safe, secure, and that can be quite expensive. It can cost or 100, 150,000 euros to get a good system implemented because security is a very, very big issue now. Um, but I think that the digital marketing aspect, everybody can become an expert quite easily because social media is, is accessible to everyone and also Google searches. So try; you can practice, find something you want to sell. It could be a book you've written. You have, could be clothes you want to sell or set up a website for voluntary sustainability reasons and then try and sell it on the internet so you can practice the skills that you might need later on if you go into marketing. I don't know if that helps, but that's my advice to practice on yourself.
0: Become
1: an expert. Yeah. You to
0: wait. Yeah. No, I was going to say that there are plenty of courses online that even they are for free or not, but there are plenty of options online. So it's just a matter of finding and searching what's best and what they like most. And I don't know if you have anything to say to it or I can finish the episode. Yeah, well, my first job in teaching, I love
1: education, I love trans- tra- communicating knowledge. My first job in academia, my first major job at a big university was actually for free. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I did that for like one or two months and then they realized that I was quite good. So they started paying me. So I wouldn't i wouldn't be afraid of, of, you know, getting up, taking the opportunity to work somewhere. Even if they don't pay you straight away, they will realize if you are good that they need to pay you. Otherwise, you'll just leave. So. Um, human resource management, talent management, retention are big issues now in Portugal. A lot of young people are emigrating towards, you know, higher salary countries and where there are better career opportunities. Yeah. If you have the skills and the competences, you can for sure work in Portugal, which I think most people would like to or prefer to still work in Portugal. But that's a name that people have to work for and read a lot of books. I have a lot of marketing books, strategy books, and it's, it's a passion reading and then try and teach it to other people and use it yourself to become an expert.
0: Thank you, professor, for being and spending your time here. I will also link uh, professor's LinkedIn on the description and also the link to his articles online if you want to explore more and read more about marketing and what he writes. Yeah,
1: and if you want some more information on the Indu project, you can also contact Andrea Maggiatortis from the Milan Bicocca University in, in Italy. And uh, if you want his his contact, I can put it out in an email, um, communication, um, if you want to do that. There's a lot which is said on new ways to teach and new ways to teach in the 21st century using technology too. So Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe an interesting aspect for the future if you want.
0: So this was our conversation. I hope to like this little episode about marketing. I know it was not like, oh, I'm not explaining what marketing is. Again, you can <laughs> pursue that field and know more know ab- more about it. But I just wanted to share like my feelings towards marketing. And thank you so much for listening. It was just a pleasure to have Professor here, and always having you here listening. If you wanna follow daily updates, just go on my Instagram. Also follow the podcast Instagram for tailored posts and weekly YouTube videos. Thank you again and we'll talk next week. Bye.